What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. Thank you guys so much for all the love on Amy. I'm so excited that that song's out in the world. If you haven't checked it out, it's out everywhere you got music. Just search Kaylee Shore, Amy. The link's going to be in the info for this podcast. And it's just been amazing. It's like literally about to hit 3 million views on TikTok and it's blowing my mind. In the midst of this single release, I have been dealing with some pretty dumb personal shit, to be completely honest. And it sucked because it's taken away from how happy I am about this and how you guys have reacted. So I'm going to do what I do on this podcast, which is treat it as my diary and talk to you about how I feel. Specifically, I want to talk about boundaries because I feel like every six months, Twitter or whatever form of social media finds a trendy psychology word and uses it to apply to everything. It happened with triggered, it happened with toxic, and now it's happening with boundaries. And those are all really, really important words to apply to our lives. However, you can very, very quickly water down the meaning or diminish it. Like, okay, let's see. Um, do I get really annoyed when my mother calls me 10 times in a row because I am in the middle of something and Yes. Does that annoy me? Yes. Does that trigger me? No, because it doesn't really point to anything else. I'm just like, feel bad because I can't get to the phone and I don't know what to do about it. And I just wish that she'd understand that if I don't answer on the second time, I will call her back. But that's like not like a big thing. So that's not like a trigger. I don't really like horror movies, but they don't trigger me to go back to some trauma where a man with a chainsaw was chasing me around, you know? And toxic is not someone disagreeing with you toxic is somebody who intentionally whether it's by malicious intent or neglecting the consequences manipulates you and changes how you feel about yourself by 
carefully calculated snide remarks, whatever, anything like that. Toxic is not just something you can say because something didn't work out with a friend because you guys have differences in beliefs. It's just so much deeper than that. And to that same point, boundaries are not something that you can just throw around and be like, well, I don't want you to do that. So this is a boundary because the biggest thing that needs to be known about boundaries is that they are for me, not against you. So if somebody's setting one, it's for them and it's not against you. So a good way to think about that and wonder if you're setting a boundary or if you're being controlling is, and obviously there's exceptions to every rule, use your discretion, talk to your therapist, but this is an analogy I found um, reading a couple different therapist blogs and it, it felt really fitting, but I would like to acknowledge that I am neither a professional or um, a believer in there being rules that have no exceptions. But a metaphor that works really well to apply to boundaries is if someone is smoking a cigarette, you can't say to them, you can't smoke a cigarette. You can say, if you're going to smoke a cigarette, I'm going to leave because that's their choice. You can't take away their choice. They can absolutely smoke a cigarette if they want to. And yes, they can choose to smoke a cigarette in front of you, but you can choose to leave. You can leave pretty much anything. I, I'm a big fan of saying no. I'm a really big fan of removing myself from situations that I know are going to stress me out. And there's very few that you need to stay in if you're feeling uncomfortable. And sometimes leaving might even say less about the person in question doing something wrong and more about you understanding that you might have a weird reaction to it because of whatever situation or background you have for this thing. Some people react really, really strongly to cigarettes because they've lost somebody to cigarette smoke. And so if you know that you're going to just stand there and yell at that person about smoking, even though that that's like a very understandable emotion for you to have, you might just need to leave because that's that person's choice. I mean, I've always had strong opinions on certain substances and stuff. And if I've been at parties where something's happening that I feel like is unsafe, like I've definitely had moments where I've gotten really, really, really crazy about it because I've, you know, seen a lot of addiction growing up. I mean, I used to be really, really judgy about weed. Um, and some people don't know how to do it safely, but I mean, it's legal in plenty of places and plenty of people can do it like safely and in ways that benefit them. Um, it could be used as medicine. Obviously my, you know, my opinions have changed on that, but I used to react really strongly to that at parties because I thought that being around like any drugs, even just weed, meant that I was around a bunch of drug addicts. So that's its own thing. But do you understand what I'm saying here? It's just well within your right to leave at any point. And if that's what you need to feel safe and calm, then go ahead and leave. Don't leave your best friend's wedding maybe, but if you're just at a party and you're not vibing anymore, you can go. I find that for me, I can feel when I'm losing social energy and I'm running out and I... I've known that I've had bipolar disorder for the past four years and it was a really scary thing to hear because it sounds so negative because people throw around the word bipolar as an insult all the time. Like, oh my God, she felt this way two seconds ago and then she changed her mind. She's bipolar. Uh, No, maybe she just thought about it (laughs) and decided that she didn't like that anymore. And so I was really nervous when I got diagnosed with it. I 
see two therapists and I have a psychiatrist and I'm on medication for it. And it's as much under control as anything could be. And it really doesn't affect me all that much, but I have learned what works for me and the boundaries that I need to set mostly just like for myself. Like it is not, people can't talk to me like this when I'm having, you know, a depressive episode or whatever. And by the way, a depressive episode is just a depression. I feel like episode sounds so dramatic, but I know my limits and, and that's not necessarily me telling somebody, oh, you can't do this. It's me saying, Hey, um, this is the line. And I know when I hit it, I'm probably going to start to fade. So there's times that I'll be at a party and I'll just be like, Oh, I got to go. I'm running out of serotonin. If I stay any longer, I'm going to just start to feel weird. I might read too far into social situations. I might say something I don't necessarily mean because I'm sad, whatever. And that is a really healthy way to deal with it. And over, you know, the few years that I've, that I've known that I've had it, I know the, my therapist calls them uh, red flags and yellow flags. And so if I can't get out of bed in the morning and I, you know, can sleep for 16 hours straight, I am probably good to call that a red flag. If I start to get really sad and take things really personally for no reason and just cry and journal a lot, that's a yellow flag. I also find that me getting irritated with people really quickly is a yellow flag. So it's important for me to know that because then when that starts to happen, I know that A, it's it's not a rational reaction and like I'm not seeing it for what it is and B, that I need to like chill by myself a little bit. And I have this network of people that I talk to when I'm, when I'm sad, whether it's a professional or my parents or, you know, my boyfriend, Candy, have so many people to talk to. And it's been really amazing because feeling alone when you're going through something like that sucks. It definitely has felt to me at times like I don't have many people who understand. And that's really been true because some people just don't. I mean, if I hear somebody use bipolar as an insult, I probably know that they're not the right person for me to talk to about this. And that's fine because they don't have the background to to understand it. And that's okay. It just means they're not going to be who I ask for advice. So boundaries become really important for me when I'm doing that because it means that I might leave a social situation and exercise my right to leave somewhere that I'm not feeling like I can be comfortable at. I also really like to spend time alone and It's important for me to be able to regroup because I know that not even necessarily me because I try so hard not to because I I grew up around a lot of this, but I know that when people are not their best selves, they say things they regret. And so when I'm not my best self, I pull back into a corner and I journal the 20 things that I want to say to that person. And then I pick the three that matter. And the three that I actually mean, three I'm not going to regret saying because they're exactly what's on my mind. They're distilled, they're concise, and they are absolutely what I intended them to come off as. So it's not even so much isolation as it is discretion with who I share that side of myself with because I don't owe it to anybody to let them into my very private space. And that's the definition of boundaries as well is... You can have those physical boundaries like, you know, I'm going to leave if you smoke a cigarette physically in front of me, but you can also have emotional boundaries, which is, I don't need to tell you everything that goes on in my life. And you are allowed to pick who you talk to about things. I think that 
a symptom of psycho speak becoming popularized on social media means that it gets mistranslated, misunderstood. And then also people who are shitty, people who are narcissists, people who actually are out to get you can use these terms and, and use them to their advantage. And I see so much shit. I mean, you can find, you can find something to explain and justify how you feel on literally anything. I mean, go look up, go look up boundaries and see the varying articles that you see. And like, you can find one that'll back up how you feel. That's another reason why it's so important for me to have time to isolate and, and, you know, be by myself to figure out like if I'm researching something or reading something or asking people's advice, like, am I asking them because I want to hear what I want to hear? Or am I asking them because I actually want to fix the situation? And so me being alone and meditating on that and, you know, taking my time, that's a really important process of that. But so when not nice people flip these words on you, they can be like, so quickly, like you're toxic. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not toxic. I just don't want to be your friend because I don't like how you treat me. (laughs) Or they can say, you know, you're not respecting my boundaries because I have a need for you to let me in. And I'm like, well, boundaries and needs are not the same thing. You, you can't be like, I have a boundary for you to not keep things from me. Like you can say, I don't want to stay in this friendship. If you don't feel like you can share things with me, you can totally say that, but you cannot force people to do anything. And so I think a lot of times when it comes to setting a boundary, you need to ask yourself, like, am I saying this because I want them to not do it? Or am I saying it because I know that if they do that, I'm going to want to leave because then that's okay. Exercise your right to leave. It's not to control people. It's to control the environment that you're in and the things that you put up with. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. But people who are out to get you will use those terms and use them in really manipulative ways. And so there is a fine line between setting strong boundaries and emotional manipulation. And it is very easy to accidentally manipulate somebody, especially when you're sad, especially when you're talking purely with your heart and none of it with your brain. It's, it's really easy to say things that it doesn't even matter if you're trying to or not, you know, like there's been so many times where I've said something and I've been like, God, that, that just wasn't, that was not what I meant that came off. Like I'm trying to control their feelings on the situation because it's very easy when you're feeling super strongly about something and you're feeling hurt to talk to that person and, or talk to somebody else about them and just think of every wrong thing that person ever did to you and then use it to change the person you're quote unquote venting to's perspective on that person. And I think every single one of us has been guilty of that. And that's why it's really important to figure out what you think, what you're using to get people on your side and whatnot. And I've made so many mistakes over my life. And that's where I'm speaking from with this. I'm not speaking from like a, oh, everybody's mean to me. I'm saying like, I can recognize when people have the wrong intentions because I know what it's like to have the wrong intentions. Also, boundaries don't always have to mean no. They can mean not now, but later. So if you're going to take some time I find when somebody wants to have a have an argument with me and I'm not ready to have it because either I don't completely know how I feel yet or B, I need to calm myself down before I engage in that with them. I just, I need to sort out my fucking thoughts first, you know? So if you're saying, hey, I'm not going to talk to you about this, people will get really angry at you, but that's your right. And, and yes, communication is important and it, it's definitely better to say, Hey, I can't talk to you about this right now, but I'll let you know when I can. I need some space. Like, that's so fair. And I definitely am the kind of person who's quick to cut people off when I see behaviors like that. And it's not because I don't do well with conflict or criticism. Like, personally, I just don't want to hear people who don't know me, tell me what to do. And that gets, that really gets to me. And so I have Candy who I call because I could have a person in my life that she legitimately does not like, and she will tell me how to see it from their perspective if she thinks that I'm handling it wrong. I mean, there's been people who've just been downright mean to her and I've called her and been like, hey, what do you think about this? And she stood up for them because she knew that in that situation, that was correct. 
And those are the kind of people you need. I mean, and then my manager, Todd, gives the best advice because he just doesn't give a shit about anything. He's like, I'm 50 years old and who, I'm sorry, like, this is how this is. This is how it should be. This is what you need to do. Take it or leave it. Boom. The most black and white possible thing. And I find I get really close to people who aren't afraid to tell me what they think and aren't afraid to be upfront and honest. Now, I can't handle people who think that they're quote unquote honest when really all they are is passive aggressive. Because to me, having just recently found out that I'm an Enneagram 8, which we need to do a whole other episode on this, but I thought I was a 7 wing 8. Turns out I'm totally an 8 wing 7 and all this, like this therapy session I had a couple weeks ago, my therapist was like, so what Enneagram type are you? And I was like, oh, I'm a 7 wing 8. And she was like, okay, um... I'm going to need you to go read up on the eight and uh, think about the things you say and how uh, that's you. And I was like, oh, okay. She didn't say it like that. But then I read it and I was like, oh, this makes so much sense that this is like the foundation of my personality. But I'm really just want to cut through the bullshit. I hate when people use flowery language. Like that's why sometimes <laughs> talking or arguing to like songwriters can be so difficult because like, they want to make it so pretty and like poetic and, and whatever and use analogies. And I'm just like, I need you to fucking talk to me. Like I'm the world's toughest 10 year old, like break it down to the five sentences you need to say, don't use fucking analogies. Just tell me how you feel. And then we'll go from there. Because also the less you say, the less lines there are to read between. So if you just keep it short and sweet and say exactly what you intend to, you're going to run into a lot less trouble. Like beating around the bush does not help because beating around the bush so frequently involves passive aggression. And, you know, you might say this compliment to kind of take the edge off the insult, but the insult's still included in the compliment. And by you, I mean, I have absolutely done that. I'm always like conflicted on doing podcast episodes like this because like it's so clear that I'm just like really pissed at somebody right now but also I never want it to sound like I'm being preachy I'm just emotionally 48 years old I've seen some shit I have not talked to my own father for six years and then repaired our relationship like I've I've been through it and that doesn't make me necessarily more mature than somebody but I do know what that feels like. And I think we can all agree that just like you don't understand what it's like to lose somebody until you lose somebody, you don't know what it's like to get your heart broken until you get your heart broken by, by a relationship and whatnot. And the same thing goes for shit like this. Like, I'm like, okay, I know what it feels like to work through something with somebody and like dig through the shit. And I also know what it's like to have to handle a mental illness and balance relationships in it. So when people come in and tell me what to do, I get really fucking mad. And I handle that anger by, you know, being mature about it. But also it's important to note that me being quote unquote fucking mad is me just wanting to get the conflict over with and arrive at a conclusion very quickly. Like it's not me being like in this blind rage where I want to punch a wall or I want to tell people I hate them. I just want to like, if I'm mad, I walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, so that thing you did, that was fucked up. Can we sit down and talk about it so that we both know that it can't happen again and I can try to understand where you're coming from? Because if I don't, I'm just going to never talk to you again. And that's how I handle things. And guess what? I've been taking care of myself since I was six years old, almost exclusively. So I know how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, this this comes from personal experience on both sides of things. I mean, 
nobody can be their best selves all the time. And, you know, me being in a long-term relationship when I was literally 19 years old, like you're going to do some, some shit that's just dumb and petulant and whatnot. Anyways, thanks for listening to me rant. It's kind of weird that this is my job, but on weeks like this where I've just had to deal with some really dumb shit, it's nice to have an outlet. And so just shoot me a message. If you have any thoughts on this, I'm, I'm really curious to have a conversation. It always helps me to get y'all's feedback on these, especially when I'm like talking about something so personal. This is your invitation to give me advice. I just said invitation. This is your invitation to give me advice this is your invitation to share stories that you've had that apply to this, whether it's on the other side of things or where I've been or whatnot. Like, let's have a dialogue. You know why? Because that's what makes people get better. And I am on a path to self-improvement and I take detours every once in a while, but I'm trying to just keep moving forward. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kaylee Shore. This is my diary that's available all over the internet and uh, it's called Too Much to Say. I'll see you guys next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.